everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Uh, well, uh, this episode is full of recycled jokes and a guest star who's not given enough to work with, so about the same as always. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie has nothing for that. We're just like, ah, eh, well, you know, this and speaking episode, of, at least uh, the uh, characters mostly act like themselves. That's something. Uh, I don't know, Matt. Yeah. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content for $5 a month. Gain access to that much, much more. The best deal in podcasting. I'll say it once, say it again. Got some people to thank, Matthew. Ooh, fantastic. Uh, first, Julia Shenfield. Thank you, Julia. Thank you, Julia. And someone I'm sure we thought thanks before, but I'm not really taking any risks anymore. Deshauna Zazueta. Thank you, Deshauna. Thank you, Deshauna. This week's episode is Replaceable You, episode NABF21, originally aired November 6, 2011, written by Stephanie Gillis, directed by Mark Kirkland, received a 3.7 rating with 8 million viewers, roughly 8 million viewers. The chopper gag, it's November 6th. How come we're not airing a Halloween show? Because it's November 6th. Why would you air a Halloween Matt, show Matt, on November 6th? Matt, here's the thing I've become aware of. This is happening this year in the year of our Lord 2023. Uh, they're airing a Trials of Horror in November, uh, even though they have the option to release it that right, you know, in the Sunday before Halloween versus the Sunday after Halloween. Um, this is a thing that's happened multiple times with The Simpsons. Um, so, so much that it has become a running gag in the chalkboard gag here in 2011 when this episode aired. Um and guess what? Every time they do it, I'm going to complain about it. I don't care. Uh, yep. The couch gag is a repeat of a couch gag from Homer Scissorhands. If you don't remember, that is the the Smithsonian Museum couch gag, where the Simpsons couch is taken to the Smithsonian and the Simpsons break in and sit on it. It is used here primarily, I think, because it's very long. Uh, yes, because God forbid they spend more time with the character they introduce and then immediately discard. <sighs> Speaking of, this episode's guest star is Jane Lynch as Roz. She's, I don't know, she's every Jane Lynch character, effectively. It does, yeah. like, it's just a stereotype of every Jane Lynch character. Um, she does not have any motivation for why she acts the way she does. We don't know, we aren't given any reason why she is who she is. It's just a retread of Frank Grimes, of every other Homer gets a new coworker episode. Bleh is how I describe it. But the problem is, we don't get to spend any time with her. This is, it could be an interesting character. It's like, Oh, this like a, you know, ladder climbing person willing to step over Homer to get to, you know, where they want to be uh, a part of the corporate hierarchy. We spend, she's on screen for all of what? Two minutes, maybe three. See Matt, you say, you say all those things like you state, those character traits, like they're definitives. I don't have any idea of who Roz is. I there's nothing. No, we don't. If that's what they wanted her to be, which I kind of get inklings of that, but we don't know. I would argue, Matt. I would argue that the Homer Roz plot is the B plot to this. I mean, it, it really is, honestly, because the first thing we see, which I will say. This episode does get to what it's doing relatively quickly. Like we start out with the science fair, and so if that's the a plot, then okay, we're we're there. I I would I, honestly, Matt. I I don't. 
it's hard for me to have like arguments about character or anything because I this episode feels like a fever dream. I don't know what's going on halfway half of the time. I don't know why anyone is doing anything. Uh, I think it's this is it, it, like magnified by the fact we watched the new Super Eye Patch Wolf YouTube video about being The Simpsons being good again, and, and did a bonus episode for about it for the Patreon, and that video talks about season 29 and 30 but it might as well be talking about this where you're just swamped with quote-unquote jokes you know a hundred jokes none of them connected to each other none of them connected to the story or to the plot and it's just random stuff and it happens everything happens so fast you don't know what's going on you don't know why anything is happening there's so many things i'm, I'm not gonna talk at length about anything in this episode i'm just gonna at a certain point be like why did this happen? I'm just going to keep asking you this. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? Why oh, did this Robbie, happen? I think you should know the answer by now. I don't need an answer. I just want to point out that the, the proclivity of it. Um, the episode begins with Bart watching Itchy and Scratchy. We have uh, a take on the 30s Frankenstein film with Itchy and Scratchy. It's probably, honestly, the best thing in this episode because it's simple, it's short, and it is an Itchy and Scratchy thing. You know exactly what you're getting. You get what you're supposed to get. Um. Lisa is shows off her science project, science fair project, which is a, which about a prediction about when an asteroid is going to hit Earth. Doesn't she predict something like nine hundred years in the future? Uh, nine thousand four hundred something uh, 9, is the 000, year. So nine thousand like years, seven thousand years in the future. Okay, um, that's really impressive, Lisa. That you're going to be able to scale astronomy predictions seven thousand years. Um, Bart. Like all this is just like what is what is all this all, all by the way like what is all of this is it, it comes so quickly because we have like Bart oh he can't make his own science fair project he's trying to make a cootie shot and then a, I I like and he gives up on it um and then he sees Martin uh hung up in a tree being the after he was bullied he frees him from being hung up in a tree and Martin then promises to help Bart. Uh, in exchange for Bart picking Martin first in a basketball game. Oh, don't forget our dream sequence where Martin gets picked first because he's, you know, now he's huge and muscular and tattooed and all the ladies like him. Had to have that in there. There's, we're not going to mention every single moment of filler, uh, but (laughs) there's a lot of it. Uh, This is when I asked the question, Matt, did you laugh at anything in this episode? Oh, this episode? Yeah, yeah this this is the one we're actually talking about. The not you know not like uh not uh, not not Bart gets an F, or which is also abs. It, speaking of Bart gets an F with or or any of the uh, I, I probably a handful of Bart and Martin team up episodes. This is again that. Yeah, I I did not laugh. I went through our notes just to get the episode in my head, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's not. I didn't laugh at anything in this. I it, it was just it just washed over me. I was just in a fugue state the entire time. So Martin has, has promised to help Bart with his science fair project. This is when we go to what is what the title of the episode is about. It's called Replaceable You. It's about Homer being replaced by Roz, his new assistant. But this is the B plot. It has less time than the weird, weird, weird seal robo pet plot that that is what that a plot turns into. Um, here is Homer meeting Roz for the first time, his new assistant. In the event of a primary core breach, you have 15 seconds to avoid a complete... 
Lady. Hey, what? A woman of stature. Roz Davis, your new assistant. Assistant? Well, I have been pretty overworked lately. But I guess I should find out a little bit about you. I'm just a gal from Ohio who never wants to call her daddy again and say I need to borrow money. So your dad has money to lend? <coughs> this is where we get our coffee. Just leave a little at the bottom so someone else has to make the next pot. The burning smell will let them know. Genius. Uh-oh, it's old man Burns. Hello, young man Burns. Go, Simpson. You do know how to whip my buggy. <laughs> that sucker soaks up flattery like a Twinkie soaks up gravy. Well, when it's a handsome guy like you talking. Oh, well. <laughs> your giggle's like strawberry wine. Oh. <laughs> and your snort's like a summer breeze. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very attractive, though. Yeah, uh, the word ham-handed comes to mind. <laughs> I mean, again, we don't know what Roz was doing. Um, there's no she. All we just get this. Oh, she's complimenting Homer, and you don't know why. Um, and it's not sinister. Is the other thing? Like I, Jane Lynch does not sell sinister to me. If this was Kelsey Grammer and Sideshow Bob. Kelsey Grammer can sell like, oh, I'm planning something evil, right? I'm planning something dark. Some, I'm, I'm trying. Like, there's nothing here, and I think some of it's just the way she's written, but it's also like, there's nothing. There, there's also just no drama left in Homer's job. It doesn't matter if he has a job or not. That's like they have. We. It has been years now where it doesn't matter if Homer's employed. We know there's no stakes to this. Um, that's not Jane Lynch's fault. So. Bart comes up with this idea to make a robo pet. Okay, sure. Thankfully, that's within the capabilities of Martin, not so much Bart. I sure, Matt. I you tell me that. I don't believe Martin can make a robo pet either. But whatever, who cares? We cut to Martin making a robot baby seal, and then we watch it attack Bart and then Homer. Baby seal, huh? Research shows it's impossible to gaze at a baby seal and say anything but... Aww. Precisely. And at science fairs, the Oz get the A's. Now <laughs> it to Azeroth. Hmm. I must make sure these wires aren't crossed. Marge, I think, only has two lines in this entire episode. Um, well, of course. If Marge had more lines, there would be less stupid things happening because she would be there to stop them. Sure. Sure, Matt. I don't know. Um, Ideally. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so we have this robot baby seal. Why does it have teeth? I hope you're not asking me that question because I have no clue. Okay, I'm just... It, it's, it's the fun... Like, I hate to break this to you, Matt. You've watched this episode, but it's not, so it's not a surprise. But this becomes a important thing. The seals are later framed for attacking children. They kill an old lady. <laughs> they, they, literally. Mm -hmm. If you're designing something to be soft and cuddly, you just don't give it teeth. It's not complicated. And they don't even make a joke about it. Like, you know how you diffuse that weird logical inconsistency? 
you make a joke about it. They don't even do that. They just have these weird baby seal robots that are supposed to be adorable, and yet they have these razor-sharp teeth, a mouth full of razor-sharp teeth. They don't need to eat food. You don't need to give them teeth. I, I don't for a second believe that Martin and, Bart, Martin and Bart can engineer these things, but this is the reality we've been given, and this is the least ridiculous thing that happens in this episode. Because it, 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 I... I'm like every moment, Matt. We're describing this. I'm like, did that really happen? Is this what is really in this episode? And like, yes, probably. The answer to that is always yes. And then to roll your eyes, I guess so. So we get a cut to the science fair. The the the, the seal is designed. It's wired so that it doesn't randomly attack people. Um, and that just every moment I think about it, Matt. I'm like, wait a minute. How would a robot seal even know that you're there? Know where to bite you? Like. <laughs> This is beyond, like I could you I could imagine Martin making something that can just stand in one spot and look cute and maybe move a little, like shake around. Mm-hmm. That I think was it was. But he's a nerd, Robbie. He can do anything. I guess so. Uh, and and also they make dozens of these things later on. I'm like, what kind of manufacturing process they can make it so they can make dozens <laughs> of these things? Whatever. We cut to the science fair. It's a full of uh, dumb things. Uh, mostly forgettable jokes i think i like of course i appreciate ralph just having a list of things the doctor had found inside of him one of the bullies has a toupee radar gun oh yeah that is just him making noises whatever so we cut to the ending um lisa wins second prize and bart and martin win first this is them winning lisa getting upset and a, a trip to the old folks home what a wonderful science fair. Unfortunately, due to budget cuts, we could not afford our third-place ribbon. Now, in second place, Lisa Simpson's grim description of our short-sighted dependence on fossil fuels. It's about an asteroid. They're all the same, Gloomhilda. First place goes to Bart Simpson and Martin Prince. Yeah! For creating a furry robotic friend who provides comfort when humans fail to. Which they will, trust me. I carried you in my belly for four and a half months. When you fell out on the bus, that's when my job ended. Congratulations on getting a ribbon, Lisa. You must have baked a mighty fine pie. It wasn't a pie. It was science. And it's not fair. My project was way better than Bart's, and I didn't have help from a nerd. I'm my own nerd. Oh, sweetie. Being second ain't the worst thing that can happen. Look at poor old Jasper over there. (sighs) (sighs) He lost his wife. His kids don't call. Soon it'll just be bones and beard. Sitting here feeling sorry for myself, Bart's invention actually changed someone's life. And best of all, I got funding for my Homer Humiliator. Hmm. Why would a Homer Humiliator do this to me? (sighs) There's a fragment in here, Matt, of something interesting. 
Um, it is. I I really like the part where Lisa realizes, oh, Bart did something really good, and I should praise him for that. Maybe I should work with him, kind of thing. Like there's that that kernel, right? Of like, oh, you can do good in the world with, with science with things that are not, you know, reports about incoming asteroids that are going to destroy the Earth. You can make something that seems like you know a waste of time like a robotic seal and then go oh no actually it can by giving it to a lonely old man you can really improve the world drastically but then they just just yeah, oh that's oh that's a kernel of something oh we'll throw that away <laughs> that's it thrown in we're gonna put that in the trash because oh boy uh we go to our first commercial i cannot overstate this matt we go to our first commercial nine minutes 26 seconds nine and a half minutes this first act i am yeah. losing i am losing my mind we go to commercial oh don't worry right when we come back we're going to do a very short second act so homer is at work he answers the emergency phone it is an emergency it's barney inviting him to a movie uh homer uh asks roz to cover for him and she says yeah sure i got this no problem I believe the movie Homer goes to see is Paul Blart, uh, Water Park Cop. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, that's yeah. the joke. That's the, the they joke. Also, that's they, the entire joke. They also make a joke, Matt, about how it was written in a week, and just like this episode, I, 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 I cannot overstate this as well. The Simpsons, you are not in a position to make fun of comedic writing. My <laughs> lord. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, unfortunately for Homer, when he gets home uh, to tell Marge about the movie, something terrible happens. Marge, I just saw the greatest movie. Guess what happens when a mop is replaced with an octopus? I'll give you a clue. It's funny. Take off the 3D glasses. Ah! Simpson, a gangly little bird told me you've been lollygagging at the biograph. Well, I'm a... Someone snitched? What are you going to do to me? You were demoted. Up or down? Down. Ah! Don't tell my wife. So, yes, Homer has now been demoted thanks to Roz's snitching. Uh, obviously, it's Roz. I don't know who else it would be. Uh, but we go from here to Martin and Bart. Uh, Martin still wants to be friends after the science fair. Uh, Bart is very iffy about this, but... The old folks intervene because they want more of the robo seals. They've only got one, and they decided, oh, we want lots more of these. Or heroin. Heroin's good, too. <sighs> Gotta love jokes about old people doing drugs. Hmm. Uh, so Bart and Martin agree to give her, uh, give the old folks some more robo seals. But we go back immediately. Can I, Matt? This is just a question. Okay. With, with what money? Obviously, these are free to make, Robbie, of course. Yeah, that's yes. Uh, this seemingly ad relatively advanced mechanical animal with like it's articulated and covered in fur and probably requires lots of work. Free. They don't. They don't even. There's not one point where they mention even selling them. There is no. There, like this is the base. I'm getting angry again. Calm down first, yeah. Robbie. Yeah. Calm down, Robbie. I'm just saying they don't even. There's not even a break. To try, oh, we're going to start a business. Martin and Bart, we're going to start a business selling these seals. No, they don't even, they don't do that. They don't even have the base elements of a story here. They just move on. They just go, oh, yeah, we'll make them. <sighs> I know. I know. 
So, moving on, because why would we stop to think about things? Homer is at Moe's complaining to the guys about Roz, because it's obvious even to Homer that he is the one who sold her out. Uh, she is the one who sold him out. And she shows up. She offers to pay for their drinks. There's some terrible jokes about Lenny getting the cash equivalent and uh, Carl wanting a T-shirt instead. Ha ha. Ha ha. And then from there, we go back to the Simpson house where Homer is revealing to Mars that he discovered that the checks he gets every couple of weeks are from his job. Something he's never realized before. (sighs) Ha ha. And now that he's been demoted, they're smaller. Marge, of course, knows this, rolls her eyes, and we move on. Uh, we then get a incredibly bizarre scene uh, with some evil people who are observing the uh, nursing home, the old folks' home, through a spy camera. I represent the Eternal Valley Funeral Home, and I'm here to talk about an extremely unpleasant subject. People continuing to live. If we don't have a frickin' funeral soon, people, you can say goodbye to Howard's flowers. Calm down, Howard Jr. Now here is the zip, the zap, and the zing. We're gonna rewire Charlie Lovable here into the greatest threat to seniors' lives since nursing homes themselves. Switcheroo. Impressive. Hard to believe two ten-year-old kids built this. And I heard one of them did all the work. Wow. So, yes, this is our bit. The, I guess, funeral home and flower industry have decided that the old people being happy is keeping them alive too long, so they're going to rewire the seals to make them evil again. I need to go lie down, Robbie. I'll be back in a minute. This is, this is the part where I go, is this happening? Are we actually, is this actually, am I actually watching this? This is no longer a Simpsons episode, by the way. This We have officially crossed the threshold. We're into something else now. But mm-hmm. why are we, why is this is what this episode is about? Why are we, why are we about robo seals? Killer robo seals now, Matt. Killer. Wish I could tell you, Robbie. Wish I, I am, could tell you. I am gripping this microphone like I'm freaking Henry Rollins. I can't take this. Like... <laughs> Robo seals. What are we doing? Is this what we're doing with our lives? Robo seals. This is, in fact, what we're dealing. And at this point, we go to a commercial, to what I I have to assume will be a nice, long, pleasant third act, where this all begins to make sense. (laughs) Matt, I was tempted. We go to a commercial. Thirteen minutes and forty seconds in Act Three. Now you might say, "Man, that second act's really short." You're right. The third act's even shorter. Uh, and I almost, I was very <laughs> tempted. to have. I was very tempted, Matt, just to go, here's act three, and just play the clip. Because it would be the entire thing. It'd be a minute and a half, and you'd be like, oh, that was, that's a whole act of a, yep, that's it. But I was like, no, that's, I do try and make our clips, like, semi-transformative. Uh, use Make them actual fair use, not just like, oh, here's a third act of <laughs> The Simpsons. So, Roz is going to Great Lakes to make Homer's life miserable. Why? I don't know. She just is. Yeah. Because yeah, if we had established Roz as like a, a social climber, like she's, she's working hard to get to the top of the corporate hierarchy. Why make Homer, like, why make his life miserable? Why not move on to the next person up? Like, it she doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Like, you know why Frank Grimes hates Homer, right? You are given reasons. Oh, Frank Grimes hates Homer. It's because Homer hasn't worked a day in his life. 
He's just kind of stumbled his way into every opportunity. He's forced gumping his life through his way through the world. While Frank Grimes has had to work really, really hard for everything. Um, for the little he's gotten, he's had to, you know, grind himself into, into the ground. We don't know anything about Roz. She's a tall lady. That is all we know about Roz. She's tall. That's all we get. <laughs> and you're like, why is she mean? We don't even know why. She just is. Like, why does she want? Why does she want to be uh, have a better job? Like, if she's this motivated, couldn't she just get a job anywhere? Wouldn't she already have a really good job? Like, where did she come from? She's not young. Ohio. Yeah, but she's not young, Matt. I know. I know. Okay, whatever. Roz makes Homer's life miserable. So, <laughs> back to the seals. The a plot. I'd want to remind everyone: the robos, the killer robo seals are the A-plot of this episode. Because we cut back to them, and the funeral home and nursing home executives, sure, have somehow rewired every single SEAL. Who did this? I don't know. They hired somebody. We didn't see it happen. We just cut to the SEALs already rewired, reprogrammed. It's not reprogrammed. There's no programming. They just switch some wires around. That's not... Okay, so the SEALs turn on the old folks, and the robotic SEALs are arrested. This is the ending of the third act. We're live at the Springfield Retirement Castle, where longtime resident Alice Glick died last night. At the pause of this cuddly little killer, our Channel 6 substitute medical expert, Dr. Nick Riviera, had this to say. The champion was cleared to fight. Doctor, this press conference is about a nursing home death. The Springfield police are in the process of taking all the robots into custody, safely returning the seniors to their hopeless, dismal lives. Shut that thing off. I meant the TV! Sorry. Hi, we need someone to reprogram our robots to break out of jail. Boy, a chance to reprogram robots? Well, I had a date with a beauty queen tonight, but forget it. Uh, hello, yes, hello, Miss Wyoming. Uh, I'll have to climb your Grand Tetons another night. <laughs> yeah, the breast joke. I, I, I served it up. Why won't he love me? <laughs> I just... This whole thing with Frank and the Beauty Queen date, I just... Couldn't you have used that time better? No, Matt. They clearly don't know. They don't care. They just It's just like, here, bombard us with stuff. Just there's things we have. They go to Frank now. That's the, they just that's the next line. Oh, uh, Bart and Martin go to Frank to reprogram the robots. Why do why do they care? Why do they care if they get the, the seals? They killed people. They literally killed a lady. I cannot emphasize this hard enough. A lady is dead. The, mm-hmm. the seals killed her. And we're going like, oh, isn't that funny? Let's reprogram the to escape from jail. Why are the seals getting arrested? It's just, I, <laughs> what is, what's at stake here? What? No one. There's not one person in like no one is interacting with this like it's reality. It's just oh things are happening. Here's bad jokes. Let me just launch. I need like it feels like I'm getting shot with a joke shotgun. Right? It's just like I get shot with bad joke shotgun every week. That's what it is. It feels like Homer with a sh- the makeup shotgun, except it's just filled with bad jokes. And I just get blasted in the face every single week. Um, 
That is it. That is my final portion of the the plot. We go to our final commercial, 15 minutes and 21 seconds. Indeed we do. And buckle up. This is going to get real stupid real fast. Luckily, at least... Matt, I was going to say... You ha- this last act is five minutes long. It feels like it's thirty minutes long. It felt like it would it never end. It feel like it. Well, yeah, because there are two bits for each plot. They they trade off between each other. The first bit is we find out a little bit more about Roz. Hey, we find something out about her, but it's incredibly stupid and feels awful. So yeah. Do this, do that, lousy Roz. Think she's so big. Well. Looks like it's time for another end of the walk talk with Homer and Ned. Tonight's topic, the niceness of the evening. Hey. Homer, all nonsense aside, are you Okaladokala Rooney? <sighs> I'm having problems with my new boss, Roz. She's the most evil person to come out of Ohio since LeBron. But at least he thought long and hard before screwing everybody over in public for no reason. You know, I knew a backstabbing buckeye named Roz at Bible camp. <laughs> Twice as tall as she should have been. <gasps> Is this her? Come on! The apple must be wreaking havoc with the Twinkie! <laughs> it is. God. But if you've got the stones, I can tell you how to slay that Goliath. Are you aware that stones means man junk? What the? I've been using that around the boys. Uh, uh, it was one of our biggest celebrations. The 19th Sunday after Easter, we just had a rousing no fun run, and in the heat of the moment, I wanted to offer my respectful best wishes. Peace be with you. Well, sir, she went crazy. Crazier than sleeping in on a Sunday. I can't stand to be touched. Never tell anyone. And I haven't. Not until now. That's it. That's it. My nightmare is over. Oh, Flanders, you are my personal savior. Oh, that's nice, but I don't approve of it. Hail, Flanders! Mightier than Jesus! Mmm... So, yes, uh, we now find out that Roz doesn't like to be touched. Okay. Homer is going to use this to destroy her when it feels like some people just don't like to be touched and you shouldn't touch them. Like, there are so many things that she could be bad and mean about, and this is not the one I would use to, you know, weaponize against her. Isn't it? Awful that this lady doesn't want to be touched by someone she isn't that close to? Isn't that weird? What a weirdo. It makes her angry when someone touches her without her consent. We should be mean to her. Okay, Simpsons. Oh, we calm down a little bit. Oh, you stop it. You Again, it's just grandpa. It feels like You know what else, Robbie? (laughs) She should smile more. She should smile more. That's what I That would make her so much more friendly. This is written by like, this is written by some grandpa. Um, I'm going to also say this, uh, this joke about LeBron James. He's still catching flack for this, for the decision <laughs> years later. The, this is relatively soon afterwards, but he's still catching flack for this. Um, LeBron James is a, a is a, a good person. He gives a lot of his personal wealth and time to create sustainable charity efforts to help children. Um, and those are probably the things that he should be more remembered for, despite being one of the best basketball players of all time. Um don't be trapped in this in this stupid narrative that uh, sports uh, reporting tries to propel about you know bad personality and, and ego about sports stars. Uh, LeBron James is a it's good person. It's almost Robbie. 
as if they were trying to, I don't know, drum up some kind of conflict because people love conflict, make it making the, like where it's not even there. And, oh, you should hate the rival sports team because they support a different team than you. Ooh. I just, Ugh. I just, I don't like the, like, I don't know. I, LeBron, he made a, I'm sure his, Probably some agent told him to go do that on television TV, and it's, he hasn't lived it down since. He's allowed to ch- change teams. They don't care. The teams don't care about him. He does. He can go wherever he wants to get paid as much money as he possibly can. Uh, he's trading his body for money. The billionaire owners that you know basically try and own him while they you know make money off of him, make way more money than he does. Uh, I don't care about any any. I I like sports, but I also am totally for all sports players to get as much money as they can from the stupid grift as they can while their body still holds up. That is all I have to say about LeBron because the Simpsons episode is terrible. All right, Robbie. You ready for it to get worse? Yes, I'm ready. All right. So, meanwhile, Frank and Martin and Bart and the nerds, let's not forget the nerds because they're here for some reason uh are remotely controlling the robo seals and they've established nambla to do it the north american man bot love association Ugh. are we doing this hey, still? south park already did this are yeah we doing yeah, this? yeah south park did this a decade ago why are we still doing this man what is this who wrote this what is wrong with you stop and I, I know i know uh so they remotely activate the robo seals in their jail cell, not in an evidence locker somewhere, you know, not in a sealed container somewhere. No, a jail cell. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't, they, wouldn't they immediately get destroyed? Destroyed, or at least have the batteries disconnected. I and do they have radios in them? I, there are so many reasons that this is wrong, but we're going to skip past them because none of it makes sense in this entire episode. <sighs> so they are remotely activated uh, by Frank and the boys. Uh, and Wiggum sees them and just overawed by their cuteness and then just lets them out of jail. Just lets them out. And then Snake bats his eyes at Wiggum and Wiggum lets him out of jail because, again, Wiggum's a moron. See, Matt, this is... I, I Even in their own conceit, like, oh, we're going to get Frank to reprogram the robots, I thought we were going to get a fun heist thing, a fun breakout thing, a fun escape thing. They're going to, we're going to, the robots are going to climb something. They're going to team up. They're going to use them. They're going to do teamwork to break out from the jail cell, steal keys, something. They just bat their eyes. Mm -hmm. They're so cute, Robbie. So, uh, at this point, we go back to the Roz and Homer stuff, uh, where Roz is receiving an award from Mr. Burns for saving the plant a whole bunch of money by cutting health care. Yay! Uh, so, Homer comes on stage and encourages Mr. Burns to give her a hug for her efforts and as part of the award. Okay, sure. Mr. Burns, of course, doesn't ask, hey, is it okay to hug you? It's like, are, are you up for a hug? No, no, no. He just goes over and hugs her, and she freaks out, rolls him up into a ball, and throws him into the wall, after which he promptly fires her. So, no, not, not how that works. Uh, she would be allowed to sue the absolute crap out of Mr. Burns it, for this, but It, it doesn't whatever. Matt, Matt, this is like, again, this, like, what's the point of all this? That's, well, that's really what I get to. It's like, not that, like these like obviously so many logical inconsistencies and the weird stuff about touching people like what is the mechanical plot what is the story here and the story we get is homer gets demoted for slacking at work and justifiably then he, justifiably <laughs> and then 
gets back at the lady who reported him by having her improperly touched by her her boss. Literally, that's all that happens. And like, what is the message? What is the theme? What do we learn? Nothing. There's no character. There's nothing. It's just like, isn't this like this is something that happens? I'm like, okay. I feel like I'm an alien. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, at this point, we get an interaction between Homer and Roz where Roz says, oh, I thought you were stupid, but maybe you're actually smart. And then Homer does something incredibly stupid to you know, disprove of that. And then it's the last we see Roz. She's gone. whoop de doo We go back to the Robo-Seals who stop to watch TV on the way to the nursing home. Uh, but they make it to the nursing home with, that's it. They just... They, they do their little huddle thing, their little crawl back to the the old folks' home. And the old folks are all happy and yay. Uh, some more jokes about them being, you know, elderly and liking free things. And that's it. They start to dance. And then, oh, then we cut through the camera to the evil funeral home slash, you know, flower people who begin dancing as well. And then we pull back even further to Jesus and Mrs. Glick in heaven also dancing. Yay, happy ending. <laughs> I will say that you're dancing to Golden Years by David Bowie. It's a good song. I like David I mean, Bowie. Yeah. That's all I got, Matt. I don't know. This episode is bad. It is very, very bad. This episode is bad. Uh, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to describe it uh, as. Like, it's not... Neither of these plots are just, they're just nonsense. There's just, it's literally just an onslaught of, of just sensation, right? You're just bombarded by like, like stuff for 20 minutes. It's all barely, it feels tangentially connected from beginning to end. Like, how do you fix this, Matt? How do you fix this? It's a new thing. If I'm making, if I were fixing this, I'm not. You, what am I going to use from this? Robot seals? Yeah. The are you going to use uh, Bart and Martin working together, or or what? Like, what about this is salvageable? And the only thing that might be salvageable is the Roz Homer stuff. But you'd have to completely rewrite it. Like, it's not even a skeleton. It's like a bone that you would have to add a whole bunch of stuff to. I mean, if the plot. They've when they've done. That's the other thing, Matt. Where like, they've done Homer gets new coworkers bunch of times right and we've gotten lots of different permutations on it we've got you know oh new romantic interest co-worker we've got oh a uh, try hard co-worker that hates homer uh we've gotten <laughs> various levels of uh, uh of, you know we've got mentor new co-worker right where he trains helps make homer a better employee like there's all these different permutations do you want to do one that is that is like, oh, he gets an assistant that actually wants his job? Why? Right? You have to build yeah, this bring, guest character. Bring back, uh, what was his name? Eugene Fisk or whatever. That used to be Homer's assistant and is now his boss. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you have to, you have to make it something interesting about Homer in the end of the day. Like, he, Homer, if he is going to be a person who is usurped in his role... You have to give us more than because he did something really dumb on purpose. Like he left work in the middle of the day to go watch a movie. Yeah, you're going to get demoted. You're lucky he didn't get fired. Like the problem, again, the problem I come back to, Matt, is 
you do one episode like that, it still won't work because there is no longer any stakes in Homer ha- being employed. There, how many episodes a season? Almost basically every se- all the episodes now, not even just one, like half or or even or or five. Every episode is predicated on the fact that it doesn't matter if Homer has a job. It doesn't matter. Like, does the the, the Simpsons' lives change? No, they've erased all the stakes about Homer needs to have a job because they need to pay their bills. They don't worry about that stuff anymore. They've been worried about that in 10 seasons. They don't worry if Homer has a job. So how can I make an episode about Homer having a job matter? I can't. Not unless we rip apart the whole show and do every single... I mean, that's effectively what it would have to do. You you and I are going to write the entire season 23 over again, Matt. That's what it would take. Um, And I mean, in that regard, I'd sooner do a Bart Martin episode where you go to that route of like Lisa. I I would frame here of all the ideas in this. The thing I actually want to write an episode about is not just making the first act be a science fair. You make the whole episode building to a science fair or at least two thirds of it building to a science fair with Lisa versus Martin and Bart. And then you have Bart win with this kind of the sweet toy because it does actually enrich people's lives and you make the episode about Lisa realizing that you 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 can find value in things that don't ostensibly aren't you know contributing resources to the world or something yeah make it make it about Lisa being a great grubber and then realizing oh I'm on the wrong side of this I like everyone who's listening to this knows that Robbie and I are Lisa stands for sure. But I love episodes where Lisa realizes, Oh, it's more important than just a competition. Competition is great for some people and for some things, but for something like this, uh, making a robo seal that makes people's lives better is way better for society than her uh, project about an asteroid or a meteor or whatever hitting earth in 7,000 years. Right. And it's like, it's like that very abstract idea of like, oh, enriching people's lives has a value to it. It's just something you can't necessarily measure with, you know, something. Um, that's the episode I would write if we're going to write something out of any of this. Um, I would not have anything beyond the robo seals are just robo seals. There's nothing else to them. You don't need to make them killer robo seals. It is the most baffling thing in the world to me. That's what they chose to do with this. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments to the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Uh, Comstant News Group is where I ask our patrons over there at patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for their thoughts and feelings. First from Tim. This was a rough one, which was infuriating because rooted in all this nonsense was an easy fix. Make Roz the anti-Mindy Simmons, but it takes Springfield Nuclear Power Plant staff a long time to realize this. Not surprisingly, Homer is particularly slow to pick that up. Could have had a series of amusing innocents that display Homer's denseness, which would employ... which which would employ the bulk of Springfield's residents, i.e. Sideshow Mel, proclaiming, sir, that is not a cat. You get the idea. But instead, the Homer-Roz relationship is put on fast forward so that we can entirely bring back the evil Krusty doll plot, which was intelligently written in a trail of horror short. I really didn't care for the pot shots at Millhouse's and Martin's sexual proclivities. Those just seemed mean. Number 425, shoot this out of the cannon. Just, I don't, I, we're warming up the cannon. Don't get, don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, from Dara, let's start with the positives. The LeBron quip, now the negatives. Milhouse and his dog, heroin, the lack of actual development of Roz, the criminal act of not making the most out of Jane Lynch, Paul Flart, slightly better than last week, third best episode of season 23. Please give trivia from Homer's Enemy so we can have fond memories of the good times. I don't use Homer's Enemy for trivia. That would get all the questions right. 
That's true. I, I stopped using most Golden Years episodes a long time ago. I do them, but if I do Golden Years episodes, I make them extraordinarily difficult. They get amped up because they're Golden Years. Uh, from Derek, this is yet another rotten one that is bad at that is bad at the time. Then just seems to get worse the more you think about it. And it's pretty damn bad at the time, like really bad. This one is rampant with those over intendy annoying gags that make you grind your teeth down into nothing. Homer droning on and on about checks getting smaller, but not in physical size. Will you stop wasting my time? Some of us have to get up and go to work. To quote the late, great Matthew Perry as Chandler Bing, he does not know what I am not some of us. Anyway, the whole episode is so badly structured that I had no idea what was supposed to be the main plot, but whatever the one with Bart was, it was similarly deserving of derision. Awful stuff. What have they done to Millhouse? He's some psycho-obsessive creep who's now in a two-thirds Simpsons kids, as well as engaging in bestiality. Yeah, there's... We didn't talk about it, but yeah, there's multiple. No, there's a dog kissing subplot that just. Mm. And 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 Milas has a shirt with a picture of Bart sleeping on it, and you're like, why is this? Why are you doing this to this child? You write this. Milas doesn't exist. He's not a real person. You write him like this. What is wrong with you? Um. Continuing, get him to a padded cell and off my screen. Oh, God, it was wretched. Jane Lynch was wasted in that bizarre women be crazy role where she's nuts because she doesn't want to be touched. Yikes. You can say that again. Yikes. It's been 12 years. 12 years since this episode. I'm pretty sure as of 12 years ago, it was still okay for people to not want to be touched by strangers. Sounds like she's a crazy lady. How dare she? Uh, Finally from JJ. Was this a real episode or a fever dream? Because it might be the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I spent so much of it confused, but for for once I wasn't bored. I had to see what happened next to find out if it would be dumber than the last scene. This didn't feel like a typical Al Jean episode. It felt like one of the bad Scullier episodes, like Kill the Alligator Run. Evil toy seals that murder the old people. This is what we're doing now. Neither plot is well structured or makes sense. Different characters enter and then disappear randomly, and the whole thing feels like they made it up as they went. I was intrigued at the start because I thought this would be a Bart and Martin friendship episode, but that goes nowhere. Baraz is barely a character. We learn almost nothing about her. Nothing contextualized why she's mean. She's given no motivation for anything she does. And there's no ending. And killer toy seals. Come on, I can't anymore. You're, I'm, I mean, I, I've been well past the I can't anymore. Uh, stage of this for a long time but it is routine like you just go like i could really use a good simpsons episode this week and then i watch this and i go this is my penance matt this is my punishment this is what i must pay mm-hmm. i hope heaven's this is, this is our penance for having all the golden years and how great it was now we have to sit through this suffer. i guess uh that's it for Comments on the news group. Thank you all for watching, for leaving a review. Appreciate it. You can join our cavalcade of clam a part of page. Support us on any level. Patreon, you can leave your reviews. I'll read them on the air. Next up is time for our next segment. It's time for Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our Listener Question of the Week this week is, what is your favorite horror sequel? And I purposely left it vague. So that y'all could interpret it the way you wanted to. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Dara. Resident Evil 2, the video game. The original scared me. The remake scared me. And I will still play it at 2 a.m. The lights off when insomnia hits. Well, then you're never getting to sleep, Dara. 
Uh, for Matt, for what it is, Halloween 2 is a decent film. I enjoy the concept of the film picking up right after the original ended on the same night. The movie felt like it needed more gore due to the release of Friday the 13th a year prior. Some aspects are scary, like being in near solitude in the Haddonfield Hospital or Jamie Lee Curtis's terrible wick. All in all, the film excels for a true sequel. Uh, from Matthew, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I love the big swing wing to try to make Halloween an anthology series rather than a traditional slasher series. It's fun, it's weird, it's got a catchy hook. Uh, from Mike, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Nancy is back. There's a plot that somewhat makes sense, though how they thought the girl flung herself into the TV is something. Uh, from Andy, Dr. Sleep, the follow-up on Danny Torrance from The Shiny was well done. You know, you don't tell, I guess Dr. Sleep makes, it has to be the movie, right? Was, that, was the book also called Dr. Sleep, Rob? They are both called Dr. Sleep. Oh, okay. I, for some, for me, I thought the book had a different name. Anyway, so we don't know. Uh, from Tim, Dr. Sleep was the follow-up to The Shining, and at least that's what the wife says. And who am I to argue? <laughs> uh, from Derek, I don't know if this is limited to film. If so, then Scream 3. Obviously, Scream 2 is objectively the better film, but I have so much nostalgia for the third film, my favorite as a kid. So much fun, especially the ridiculous killing spree in the third act. If we can broaden our answers, they absolutely it is Silent Hill 3, a direct sequel to the first game, but taking its more emotional beats from Silent Hill 2, the third entry is a perfect refinement of what's come before. From Adrian, The Exorcist 3, if only for the nurse station scene, it terrified the hell out of me the first time I saw it, and it's still one of the best sequences in a horror film I've watched. Uh, from Iron Sheik 84, my favorite horror sequel is Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, and Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. <laughs> Even though they are extremely cheesy slasher movies to a Friday the 13th ripoff, I make it a point to watch them every October and they hold a special place in my heart. Honorable mentions to Friday the 13th Part 4 and 6, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, and the other actual good horror movies. <laughs> I mean, 4 and 6 are the ones... If I, that's my suggestion to anyone who hasn't watched any of the Friday the 13th movies. Just watch 4 and 6. Those are the two best ones. And Evil Dead 2 is definitely a better... That Evil Dead 2 is just, frankly, a better film than 1. But the... uh, Next up from Gons of the Great 93, it's technically a prequel, but Pearl is a fantastic, incredibly weird movie. What is Pearl, Robbie? I mean, X. You know X? No. Okay, well, I can't... I mean, I know the letter X. There's... There's a movie. Okay, well, they're, they're they're new horror movies. They came out in the past few years, but X is Pearl's a prequel to X. But they're both. I I can't. Exp- I don't want to spoil them. They're weird. They're good. They're very. The, I, the, explaining any part of it immediately kind of spoils, especially Pearl. It spoils X, so I can't go go watch them. Okay, uh, they're good. Fair enough. Here, that's all. Say that they're good. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, finally, from Brian, Stranger Things Season 4 was the only season after one that wasn't bad or forgettable, so it was the only one that I feel truly great after one. Robbie, what is your answer? Uh, Adrian used my answer already, but I'm not going to not pick it. Exorcist 3. Um, I love Exorcist 3. I think, personally, I like Exorcist 3 more than one. Um, Ooh. I think 3 is... I, I Pretty much every other sequel to The Exorcist is terrible, but three is great. It is a great film, um, and it is—I don't know—the the first film focuses heavily on the priests and them struggling with uh, like faith, their faith in in God, right? The like the fact that this evil little this girl, this pure innocent girl, can be corrupted by this ultimate evil. Exorcist three is sort of about that, but is largely even more about faith in humanity, like faith in the potential for humanity to be good. 
Um, but also faith in humanity it means that you have to take the the bad with the good and that humans are flawed things and that sometimes they will commit evil acts, but that still is something better than, you know, cynicism and, and kind of falling into this, this idea that you have to give up hope on, about people because sometimes bad things happen. You know, you sometimes, you have to have hope because bad things happen. Um, it's great. Exorcist three is great, and it's 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 terrifying. There's almost no gore in it, which is really uh, incredible. And Patrick Ewing's in it, so how can you not like it? <laughs> well, I had planned to watch The Exorcist, but now I'm going to have to watch that then The Exorcist three. Patrick Ewing plays an angel. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Patrick Ewing actually is an angel, Aww. so that checks out. And Larry King's in it too. In a very... They have an angel and a devil. There you go. He's... Hey, that's not very nice, <laughs> I like how you almost moved past that without thinking about it. <laughs> Don't say that about Larry King. He's just he's no. Not Larry a... King's fine. He's, he's just, just did some of the same things that every he's... you know powerful man in media. He's does. like a hundred years old. If he's he dead, is Larry King dead? No, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. He's like you've seen his hair. I don't no. think a dead person can have hair like that. I haven't. No, I have no. Obviously, I have no. Matt, what's your answer? Let's stop talking about Larry King. Okay, so I don't really watch horror movies. Um, they're they're fine. Um, I I don't know if I would uh, call Happy Death Day a horror movie, but if close enough, Happy Death Day Two is really good. Um, I've only seen the first Scream, and it lost a lot of its impact from everything parodying over the years. My actual pick is going to be War on Humanity by our own Robbie uh, Dorman because no. War on Halloween is fantastic, and War on Humanity is a great sequel. I mean, I'll take the cheap plug, Matt, but you don't have to do that. Larry <laughs> King died two years ago, Matt. <laughs> he died in twenty. Really? He, he died in twenty twenty one. He's been dead. He, pay attention to that. He was. I mean, he died during the pandemic. He was eighty seven years old. Uh, but yeah, Larry King passed away. Calling him a a devil and seeing poor taste now that he's dead. Uh, Damn next, it! I thought he was still alive. That next, was really okay. Next week's question is: What is your favorite robot character? Uh. And I mean a robot in the loosest sense of the word. If you want to pick a cyborg or an android, like Data Works, right? Bender, or a robot gigolo, right? You can pick any on all of them. You, I, you know, all I, I'm pretty loose about most of my questions. Um, I'll post this uh, on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/The Simpsons Show. It's on our subreddit, which is R The Simpsons Show. Uh, link to that in the show notes, and you can you can just email us at, at simpsonsshowpod at gmail dot com. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R R T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions: one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a two point lead on Matt so far this season. Um, I got to keep it up. Simple as that. Can't I'm gonna, I? I want to get my first streak going, Matt. Okay, I want to get two seasons in a row. Oh, okay, okay. I don't. Think, I don't know. I uh, I, uh, I picked a, a a tough episode. What's my easy question? Your easy question in see Homer run. What office does Homer run for? <laughs> uh, 
Well, I know. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I, if I had just watched this episode, I would know. But it's been a while. So. I, I remember. Is that's not the trash episode, is it? No, that's not the trash. No, episode. That's trash. The Titans. That's yeah, trash. The Titans. That's because that's the episode that immediately springs to mind. It's like, oh, that's the episode where he runs for it. Nope. Uh huh. Does not become sanitation commissioner in See Homer Run. See Homer Run. He runs. And doesn't for... pretend to be a potato man. Potato man. In, in Trash the Titans, he pretends to be the Potato Man to get into the U2 concert. I, I like. I know that's true. I know that happens in an episode, but I've like, my brain is just mush at this point. Um, he runs for. Does this is where he goes like for senator or something stupid like that? It is a local election. Uh, that's what I thought. But I'm just. I, isn't there one where Homer does become a senator? I know there's one where Krusty becomes a senator. Okay, wait. Let's slow down. Uh, See, so he runs for. I'm really trying to picture it in my head. I can't. I have nothing. Like nothing is forming. Like I'm, I'll just say mayor. He runs for mayor. You are correct. It is mayor. Oh my god! Really? It's just mayor. Okay, thank God. I was like just I, mayor. Yep. I I did the same thing when I had thought about asking questions. Like, all right, in this episode, which one is it he runs for? I don't understand. But you're right. Okay, well, it's good. I'm not going to get anything else right, so it's good. I got that one. Your your easy mm-hmm. question, Matt. In Old Yeller Belly, Homer is saved from a fire by whom or what? Uh, I believe that is Santa's little helper. Are you sure about that? Oh, 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 sorry. No, uh, I believe it is. Uh, he's saved by the cat. Uh, the cat saves him, and Santa's little helper is shamed. What, cat? I need a name, Matt. Oh, sorry, Snowball too. Okay. I I had to pull a little DM trick. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> I had to remember what that one's about. You, what's my medium All right, question? Your medium question. In See Homer Run, Homer becomes a character first at the elementary school, and then he later uses that in his mayoral campaign run. What is the name of this character? Oh, see, now, Matt, now you're triggering things. Now I'm like, oh, right. That nonsense is in that episode. He's a lizard of some sort. I want to say it's a chameleon, but it has a name. It's like something, something. It's like a safety. It's like a safety chameleon, a safety, safety salamander, safety salamander. Oh, really? I didn't think you'd get that. Uh... Matt, if you hadn't said that. Your question, if you hadn't said he becomes a character, I would never have known. <laughs> I was just like, now say, no, I was like, oh, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what, maybe it's just, I just, the, uh, maybe that was just a really good episode, you know? And I just remember it because it's so good. Yeah, about that. <laughs> okay, Matt. In Old Yellow Belly, the dog park is renamed What? Oh, uh, it is the Snowball 2 Dog Park. <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. The Snowball 2 Cat Park. And I want to say it's got a sponsor. Uh, it's probably no, because Duff eventually hires the dog. So I'm going to say it's Buzz Cola. It, it, no, here, Matt, the actual answer. I don't. I'm not worried about a sponsor. I don't think they have it. I don't think it has oh, a sponsor. Okay. And if it does, I didn't write it down. Um, the name, the full name of the new, of the dog park is now the Snowball Two Municipal Cat Park. Ah, oh, municipal. So I'm sorry, sir. I'm gonna get all picky with me because you're two, only two points ahead. I mean, all right. That's how I win, Matt. Uh huh. 
Uh, okay, in your hard question, who else runs for mayor in this episode? There are nine <laughs> answers. For each two that you get correct, you will get one point. <laughs> nine other people. Um, does Quimby count? Uh, Quimby is actually, as far as I can tell, not in this election. <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there, I, I, I'm taking my basis from people who have campaign commercials and who is available at the debate. That's what oh, I, I didn't look. Okay. I, I didn't see a, a, a ballot or anything. Uh, fair enough. Um, so, I guess, okay, neither is Homer. So Homer is not on the list, and neither is Quimby. But we would both know they're actually both on there. Okay, so it's nine others aside from Homer and Quimby. Okay, um, nine people. Uh, we'll say Burns, Krusty, uh, Bumblebee Man, Willie, um, Comic Book Guy, Old Sea Captain, Crazy Cat Lady, uh, uh, well, Kearney, and I think that's, I don't know how many, I haven't been counting very well. Um, I'm going to name two more just to be on the safe side. Um, okay. Uh, we'll say, um, Duffman and Gil. Apparently I went way too easy for on this episode for you, because that is four correct answers out of nine. You got comic book guy, uh, Bumblebee man, Gil, and crazy cat lady. There was also Rainier Wolfcastle, Luigi, Jimbo, Quimby's mistress, who doesn't even get a name, and Dr. Hibbert. So by your scoring methods, I get two points for that, Matt? You get two points. That is correct. I, I should have required you to get at least three of them for a point, but I was being too generous. So you've gotten soft in your old age, Matt. You're a hard uh, question. Apparently, wow. you're, you're a hard question. What are Homer's rankings for members of the family from top to bottom? From top to bottom. Oh, gosh. Um, is it the end of the episode or the beginning? Um, this is after... Uh, after Sam's Little Helper has become Suds McDuff. Okay, after he's become Suds McDuff. Okay. So, obviously... Um, uh, obviously, uh, Sam's Little Helper slash Suds McDuff is first. Uh, let's see. Uh, followed by Marge, of course. And then Maggie, then Lisa, then then Bart, then Santa's Little Helper. And knowing Homer, he's he's at the top of the list. So of course Homer's number one. The dog is number two. Then Marge. Then Maggie. Then Lisa. Then Bart. Then the cat. You're sort of close. <laughs> okay. It is Homer. It this is the list verbatim. Homer, dog, Marge, Lisa, Bart, Maggie. Vegas I wife. End. Wow. Okay. Vegas wife. Vegas is at, wife. Vegas wife is at the end. Actually. <laughs> I mean, I guess by the law of Nevada, he is married to her. <laughs> wow. So that's actually actual list. So you got three of seven, right, Matt? I'm. I'm I can't give you any points for that. All right. Fine. If you got one more, I would probably get thrown you a point, but. I don't. I don't yeah, know how. Right. You, I don't I didn't realize Homer would put Maggie as second to last. Well, I, I'm. Gar- I mean, you put Maggie before Lisa. He forgets Maggie exists sometimes. That's exactly why he likes her. Oh, <laughs> he okay. Have to care about her. Fair enough. Lisa's always telling him what not to do. Playing her saxophone. That's true. I now have a six point lead on Matt after today. Uh. 
This is what I'm talking about, Ew. Matt. This is what this is what I just need a couple of lucky swings and then to play prevent defense the rest of the season. That's all I do. I have a strategy now, Matt. I just have to enact it and I can't you know, I can't be I can't be uh, lulled into to softness and kindness and give you points that you haven't earned. I have to be hard and mean. That's what it takes. takes, That's what it takes to win. That's it for trivia. We can also asking questions about season. Was it fourteen, (laughs) fifteen? Yes, it's not. I literally found that episode and forget by searching the word seal. (laughs) That's all. That's all I do. We can move on. I'm surprised you didn't get uh, Bart gets an elephant. (laughs) I I mean, there were other episodes, Matt. I just chose that one in particular. We can move on to our last segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Oh boy, um, this episode's bad. Um, it's pretty dang bad. It's not like horrific, but it's just scattered and stupid, and I don't like it. No, sir. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's in the four hundreds though. Yeah, because I mean, there are definitely like, Lost Verizon is four hundred, and honestly, yeah, I think this might be stupider than that. Like, I don't know. It's, I it's, asking, in, this... it, it's in that territory, Matt. Like, I don't know. Like, there's yeah. just nothing in this. It is just so empty. Like all these episodes in here, like it fits right in to any. It of does. These. Okay. So, okay. So so first of all, uh, my one of my touchstones. Better or worse than G.I. Annoyed Grunt, where the military tries to kill Homer and the other people in his military unit. I think that is better than this. Well, yeah, because it has a, a semi-coherent plot. Like, it takes a while to get to the actual plot, but... That's what I mean, like, the only... It doesn't have much, but it does, like, have something. There's nothing... Like, this is about killers, like killer toy seals. Like, what... What like what what am I what am I supposed to do with that? Uh, I, know. I know. Um there's uh let's see, below that monkey suit. Is monkey suit better than this? Uh that's a good question. Um that's real stupid. How does monkey suit end? Uh, I don't remember. That's my real question is is how does that end? I think I think that's better. I think monkey suit is better. Um, mobile yeah, ho- mo- as I recall, it's better. Yeah, mobile Homer. We're getting closer. Mobile Homer. That's uh, Homer spends buys a motor home, and they uh, they end up uh, like arguing with Turkish sailors. <sighs> uh, fair, fair. Is it better, Mobile Homer? Uh, mobile Homer's real. St- Dude, no, this is worse than that. This is definitely worse than that. Okay, Scorpion's Tail. That's the next one. I don't remember Scorpion's Tail at all. Um, Me oh, neither, no. That's Werner Herzog. That's the Werner Herzog episode where we learned that he used to be Augustus Gloop. Oh, God. <sighs> With a pharmaceutical company. I think this is... Ooh, we're getting real close. Um, yeah, what is Homer the Father? Which, what's that one again? <laughs> All these are just so forgettable. <laughs> we have no idea what's happening in them. We just did this last season. I've already forgotten. That's the one with where Homer uh, starts like uh, becoming a um, oh, sitcom dad. But then Bart and, becomes and Bart a, sells. Yep, secrets to China. Yeah, this is better than that. 
Oh, so Scorpion's Tale. I, I honestly don't know, man. I think this is. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I I think this is better than Homer the Father, and right below Scorpion's Tale. I think I would put Scorpion's Tale right above it. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, I think that's where I put it. Like this is the right spot. It's just like a, a bunch of other episodes are very inane and baffling, um, not funny. Really, you don't know what they are. Even, um, I think Replaceable You is baffling in different in a different way than those episodes are but i think it's honestly close enough that i i'm like yeah that's the right spot so that's replaceable you a number that's new number 409 on the list right below scorpion's tail right above homer the father a new 216 on our post golden years ranking um that's bad if y'all at home can't keep track of all that stuff uh, i understand there's lots of episodes um it's bad that's a bad place. If you're in the 400s, you're a bad episode. You shouldn't be watched. I'm, you I'm, should probably never been made, really. Yeah, that's for sure. These episodes don't need to exist for that. And like, here, we're going to codify that because we're not done. We have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is, do you shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I mean... There's no Why would you keep this? Yeah, there's no reason for this to exist, for anyone to watch it, for even us to talk about it. Perfectly honest. Fire the cannon. All those kids cheering in the background, that's me. <laughs> yep. Every time. Yeah. Makes me... It does lift a little weight on me, just firing the cannon. We have... A bunch of episodes we have yet to answer that question about, and so we're going to work our way down from the top of the list and do the same thing with all of them. We are number 162 on our list, which is Marge Gets a Job. Back before Marge had gotten a, many jobs. This was the, 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 the not super early episode, but relatively early. See, it's in four, but, you know, Marge works for Burns. Yeah, I really enjoy this one. I really enjoy the uh, foundation company told you not to flush that or whatever it was um but uh, our stern lecture plumbing that's what it is that's and, that's uh, tom jones it, right tom jones is in that episode it is the tom jones episode yep hacksaw anything um <laughs> yeah it's it's it, it's so refreshing uh to watch that large acts like marge burns acts like burns homer even acts like homer and i mean it's just nice to like have them treat it like oh they're an actual married couple and they have like a very have a conflict that is very low stakes and but un, like you understand it you're like oh it her getting a job throws kind of the ecosystem of the house into into where this weird unbalanced thing and homer doesn't know how to react and it, that's it's simple but it works um yeah it stays of course easy peasy answer um to be honest we're gonna have a lot of yeses for a while Maybe another 30 or 40 goes or go-arounds before we start having questions. We go, uh, probably even longer than that, honestly. I'm pretty, we're pretty lenient with most of this. I, th I think we should be, honestly. I feel like most episodes, like any half-decent episode is a yes. Half-decent. That's all you have to be. Uh, all you have to be is half-decent. Not even good, just half-decent. But the problem is the Simpsons are, there's a lot of great ones, some good ones, and then a lot of sea, a massive sea of <laughs> dreck. Um, that, that's a lot of no's. Um, but we'll get there. It's just a matter of time. You just have to be patient. Um, our next episode, Matt. The Food Wife. 
Oh, Lord, what is this? In this episode, Homer feels left out when Marge, Bart, and Lisa join a group of foodies. Um, the blog becomes popular and Tria is invented to a molecular gastronomy restaurant. Um, and Homer arrive, ends up accidentally going to a meth lab. Oh, God, I remember this. It's so awful. Okay. Tim and Eric are in this? As well as Anthony Bourdain and, ooh, Mario Batali. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Uh, Tim Heidecker as Amuse Bruce and Eric oh, as Garth. <laughs> I'll laugh at that. That's so stupid. I mean, it's Tim and Eric. Being stupid is their own uh, joke. I mean, have you now? I'm I'm assuming you've had you've been forced to watch on cinema by this point. Oh, so much on cinema! Oh my god, <laughs> not even directly. Just had to hear it being played nearby me, and I want to throw something at it every time. I don't even like on cinema. Uh, <laughs> I'm not some crazy person. Um, that's next time. The Food Wife. Let's see how that goes. Um. What do we do now, Matt? Oh, we well, this uh, like the Simpsons erase my brain every week. We now we before we go here, I say this: you can find everything on our website. It's the SimpsonsShow dot com. Um, uh, we're we're <laughs> we've been thrown off every single major uh, uh, social media platform for trying to impersonate the Simpsons, even though I've made no attempts to impersonate the Simpsons. Um, but you can find me online at Robbie Dorman. That's my name, literally everywhere. Every social media platform, that's where I'm at. And my website is RobbieDorman.com. And all my books are there on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, wherever you see books, wherever they sell books. You can buy my books. If you live anywhere in Central Florida, I'm constantly doing shows. And if you follow me on social media, I'll let you know where I sell books. Um, most of like big horror shows, pop-up markets, I'm, be, I'm out there. Man, come say hi, come buy a book, get one signed. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spent all my time taking care of kittens. Well, less so this week because my last kitten just got adopted. <laughs> if you'd like to see the adorableness and cry with me, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. You can see the adorableness that, you know, just broke my little heart and uh, see the next batch who might be showing up any day now. Well, that will call it a day. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. You guys, uh... Shh.